Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in. It's another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Got a very special guest joining us here, uh, Christian LeMay, former dog quarterback, current college coach, and uh, a, a Bill Walsh intern for the San Francisco 49ers. Christian, what's up, man? Not much. Nothing much. Just enjoying some time with my family and happy to be on with you guys. Again, also joining us is our main man, Israel Troop. What's up, Israel? What's up, big dog? Man, glad to see my man Christian. Um, you know, he was, you know, what we call a pup. You know, when I was when I was on my way out, he was coming in, so we were just talking about it. So uh, glad to see him uh, doing some great things, man. Um, you know, it's it's good to see you know the people that you come up with, you know, start to do great things in, in their career, and you start to follow them, and you know, it's only up from here. Hell yeah, man. Uh, but before we get into all of that, we're presented by betonline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Everything from, well, the Super Bowl just ended, but you can bet XFL, USFL pretty soon, NBA, eSports, all of that. So you'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. So BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to BetOnline.ag to join. Receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline's where the game starts. Christian, I got so many questions about this 49ers experience. Uh, we talked a little bit off air about that, but um, so like, how did you get into that? And how was that, how that become an opportunity for you? Oh man. Um, <laughs> so funny story about it. Um, I've been trying to get this internship ever since I got into coaching. And uh, I thought it was just a, a selection and a random pick of the hat, which is not in some cases, but in some cases it is. And uh, I was a little bit of a 50-50 chance for, for that. But then I found out from one of my buddies <clears throat> that had gotten it before, um, Coach KJ Black, who's with the Los Angeles uh, Rams. Um, he's a quarterback's assistant there. He was formerly at FAMU as the um, quarterback's coach and co-OC. Uh, did an amazing job there, and that's why he's with the Rams now. But um, he was just telling me about, hey, man, and uh, also my quarterback coach and quarterback trainer forever – um, Steve Calhoun told me about it and we all just got on a three-way call and kind of just were having quarterback talk, catching up. And uh, they said, Hey, you coming out, you, do you have an internship? And I said, no. And uh, they were like, have you applied? I said, you got to do that. And I uh, found out that um, it's an application process. Like I had no idea. So regardless of whether you get picked randomly or they go, you go through the process, you have to apply. And uh, that's something that I think I've been trying to help a lot of people because a lot of people ask me that question. What you're asking me is like, how did you get into this? And 
first off, you got to apply. So um, it's I think it opens up tomorrow. Um, tomorrow. Do you, do you it, pick it, the it team or do they just assign you once you get? Well, so you pick five teams um, that you want from each division. And um, I didn't pick it. Um, it picked me. So sometimes you might not get that that selection. Sometimes you might get the selection that you want. And um, I actually, what's funny, I met um, the value of relationships, right? right? So I met Coach Hank when he was at San... No, no, he was at UMass at the time. This is my first convention ever. And uh, AFCA convention in San Antonio, Texas. We got in touch um, just through mutual contacts, mutual connections. And I was a new receiver coach. And uh, as you guys know, I play quarterback. All I knew, all I know how to do is drop back, uh, pick <laughs> apart defenses, and all that stuff. Right? So yeah. I had no idea how to do receiver play, and I just sat there. It was um, a whole bunch of legends that had been doing it for a long time. So uh, I just sat there, shut my mouth, took notes, and I still have a picture to this day of the things that I got from him. So we stayed in touch. He's like, hey, man, I can tell you're, you're passionate, you're hungry about this, and it's not. I know it's not your position, and it won't always be your position. But um, while it is, you know, be as great as you can at it and uh, in coaching it. So uh, we stayed in touch, and we talked at least once per, per season, you know, like whether spring, summer, winter, fall. So we talk about four or five times a year. Um, and then I'd reach out, hey, man, how do you do stance and start? How do you do – um, certain drills. How do you get guys' hands off down the field? Whatever I'll be struggling with. And of course, he's busy uh, coaching at the D1 level. He would reach right. out to me and uh, just give an answer. And I, you know, of course, thank you. And we we talk and uh, verbally and via text. Uh, I think that's important. A, a lot of coaches um, they'll just hit you with a text when they see you get a job. Right? They don't they don't hit you up with, "Hey, man, congratulations." Um, Glad to see you doing well. Just hope your family's doing well. Right. right. And, and like just reaching out for no reason. I'm like, that's not genuine. And it's like, hey, coach, just checking in on you. I'm like, that's not genuine. Right. You know, I, I know a genuine person when, when I feel it. So we had a genuine relationship. You know, I'd ask him how his kids were doing and he asked how I'm doing and uh, my family and things like that. And um, we ended up playing each other when I was at West Texas uh, during COVID. So we met then uh, and he said, hey, let's stay in touch. And uh, of course, we had always been in touch, but I did not know he had some things in the work of going to the NFL. Right. So he went to the Niners. I saw that he got the job. I, so I didn't even know he got the job. That's how our relationship was. Like I didn't reach out just because I reached out because I genuinely we genuinely would talk. And uh, I'm like, hey, but can, can I ask you some questions? We're going into spring ball. I want to get better from the last season. And uh, hopefully you guys finished out well with your season. And also this is in the midst of COVID. So I'm like, I hope your family's safe. And yeah. uh, it was some, some a lot of, it was, uh, I think like during the weather storms that we we're having in Texas that were like negative five. Oh degrees. yeah. The, the, the famous mm -hmm. ice storms. What, now yeah. where is West Texas A&M? The middle of nowhere, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, nah, it's in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, okay. The school is in Canyon, Texas, but uh, I lived in Amarillo. Um, wasn't, wasn't a bad place at all. Um, everybody knew everybody. Everybody was super friendly. And you hear people say, howdy. 
literally. Um, that, you you see Sandy Cheeks on SpongeBob and saying howdy. That's kind of like how I looked at first. I was like, you speaking to me? Like, what are we doing? And um, <laughs> say howdy. Oh, okay. Man, okay. It's like, howdy. I was like, what the heck is this? I'm like, what in the Toy Story in the world is this? Like, like I feel like I should have said howdy partners or snake in my boot or something. Like I felt I had no idea that this was real, but I loved it. And uh, the people were always so nice, so genuine, and um, made some lifelong relationships while I was out there. Um, but we were talking, and he told me, he's like, yeah, man, I'm in San Francisco, so I ain't worried about that storm, but thanks for checking in. And uh, I was like, what are you doing out there? He's like, I'm a, the assistant receiver coach. And he said, if I can get you an internship, I, I'll try to work work on doing so. So we had texted that year. didn't work out. And then uh, we were just talking randomly. And then, um, of course, he was working. Had no idea he had got the – I didn't know he was a full-time receiver coach mm-hmm. until I got there. So that's how much we talk about football. We just talk about life, make sure everything else is good, and just yeah. a genuine relationship. And uh, he's like, hey, man, I think I can help you out with an internship. And uh, did you apply? I was like, yep, I applied. I'm in there. And then um, I had the internship within the next couple of days. Um, so the, the value of quality relationships, and I wanted to say, I know it's a long way to get to it, but just the value of how a relationship that started back in 2018 came to fruition in 2020, you mm-hmm. know, where he could finally do something for me. And um, not like I was hoping and like, man, yeah, you, you, you told me you was going to do this, this and this. I'm like, no, it was just genuinely. Um, yeah. It just happened. And I'm yeah. very thankful um, that he thought of me um, to bring me in to work with the guys that I did and uh, work for him, as well as uh, Coach Greasy in the quarterback room. And uh, it was just an amazing experience, an absolutely amazing experience that I, I, I can't I'm not thankful. I can't. Uh, be too thankful for it was it was outstanding that's what's up man so how i gotta ask this you know uh kyle shanahan is a math scientist when it comes to these plays especially man. you know with garoppolo going down and then you lose your number two and now you're with your number right. three now you're right. going to not number four because number three is knocked out so i mean mm-hmm. you know, in order to come up with these plays and stuff like how is he you know as far as as far as practice and, you know, yeah. coming scheme and everything, like being able to use Debo Samuel, you know, mm-hmm. everywhere on the field is just right. to me. And you got top-notch tight ends who can pretty right. much be on the field as well. Yeah. I mean, the way he just goes about every day, you know, is you would never know anything happened. And I don't know if that's the Cali air hitting them or what. <laughs> But man, he's just cool <laughs> as a fan all the time. Now, granted, we all as coaches, we're all coaches on here, right? And uh, we get frustrated, but we all show our frustrations differently. He's just like, mm, all right, well, here we go. And it's just like, boom, doesn't bat an eye. Yeah. And uh, just the way that he does it with keeping the same personnel, but um, just like you, cha- you keep the same formation, same plays, everything is the same, but your personnel changes. So you have somebody that might be the F or the H or the Y in this set. And in this set, there's still the F, H, or the Y, but it's just different formation, different personnel group. You go from 21 to 12 to 11 to 10. Like, it's just – it's incredible because you have guys like Debo, right, who's phenomenal. We all know Debo's skill set. But Debo is out a lot this year. So then you have Ray Ray McLeod coming in. Then you have, you know, uh, multiple other guys – 
like Jawan Jennings, you know, like mm-hmm. who knew who he was before this season? Jawan is phenomenal. He's a day in, day out, block you type of receiver. Reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of Marlon Brown. Mm-hmm. He know? was a quarterback in, in, in high school. Yeah, and he's just he gets it. And he's a guy that <clears throat> like Danny, right? Danny's a rookie. You got a rookie plan at that top of that top tier level mm-hmm. where they didn't look like they were losing a game ever. Mm-hmm. And this is with injury after injury after injury on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So I think the the way that he structured the the system is all based off of the formations, but you just put different personnel groupings in because literally I'll be watching the game and I have a, you know, granted, I'm not going to lie. I didn't get the whole system. I don't think anybody will. That's why they have OTAs. That's why you have mini camp. That's why you have um, voluntary time and all that stuff. You're not going to get it in a one to two week span. That's like putting, putting on a water hose and expecting to drink all the water and not a drop hit the ground. That's impossible. So, for that um, time, it was just learning how the day-to-day operations were, mm-hmm. um, learning how the process was, learning how, like, just learning something simple as, um, I, I tell people this all the time, and um, I think Brock would laugh at this. Brock would be like, okay, what did you say? Like, on the headset, you know, because you got to think about weird. this. Okay. <laughs> you got to think about this. You don't, that's not, you get, like, and that's a play call, right? Yeah. You're getting somebody, hey, double right, twist, F near, 46 on one. Ready. That's way too long. Right. Yeah. But that's that's a ba- – we haven't talked about the play. That's just a base run. Yeah. You know, it's like the twist is like telling somebody to switch places. Then we tell that guy to come back to the near position. Mm-hmm. And then we just basically get to what, what we used to call near and far. Yeah. You literally just like, you know, we used to run ran- it's like hey, it's yeah. like R near 25 yeah. Rambo. Oh, that's yeah. all that's that's what Bobo will call it, and that's how simple mm-hmm. he, he made it, which I am so thankful for that. Yes. But yes. man, and then I got there, I'm like, I'm not stupid <laughs> by any sense of the imagination, but this is a lot. Yeah. And he's going out there having to call it, no wristband, all that type of stuff. And people, I saw this the other day. People was like, man, people don't know it if they don't have a wristband. I'm like, you get out there and call what they call him without a wristband. Tom yeah. Brady did it his whole career. And now I see why. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter how long you've known that system. It's easier to read than to. Yeah. You and then that. the crowd is rocking. And then you get there. You're like, okay. And then you hear him again when you take your hands off. And then you got dudes in the huddle. And we all know, hey, man, what I got on that again? I ain't got time mm-hmm. for that, bro. Yeah. Don't don't have time. You know, so it, it's phenomenal just to see how he taught on a day-in and day-out basis, how Coach Slow taught from a day-in and day-out basis, you know, how Coach Hank taught from a day-in, day-out Because he had a young, very young group outside of Debo, you know, surrounding him. I don't think a lot of people around the country knew until the playoffs how good that group was. You know, mm-hmm. just a lot of guys that just did – the work necessary and the blocking that they had to do because yeah. they're not a, they're not just a random RPO team. They, they, they're very calculated with that. And you have to, you know, you have your push cracks, you have your man to man blocks you just have to win. They have guys going to block linebackers, mm-hmm. you know, like that's not normal in most systems. So I loved it, man. I could talk about that all day. 
just 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 the uh, the sheer mastery of each coach. You know, even co- you got Anthony Lynn, former head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, then we have D'Amico Ryan's on the other side. You yeah. know, a now current NFL head coach. You know, and you just go on and on. I could talk about every single person in that facility. And then you just see the level of excellence that from the person that picks up the trash to the person that cooks the food to the person that, you know, draws the lines on the field, like everybody's just level of excellence, mm-hmm. but with a purpose, yep. you know, and I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Hated, hated the lead. That was, that was probably one of the saddest days I've had this year. If you <laughs> played your cards right, you'll be right back there. I pray every day. Mentoring Trey Lance and and Brock, yeah. In due time, in In due due time, time, when the Lord sees it fit, and I just need to be ready. That's it. Well, let's uh, let's let's rewind all the way back to uh, to high school. Christian LeMay uh, being Mm -hmm. recruited. Uh, What was the recruiting process like uh, for you? Uh, being a kid from Charlotte, I'm sure all the North Carolina schools were were all over you. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know Georgia comes in, and I think Mike, I think Bobo had that had the state of North Carolina. Yeah. Um, so what was the process like for you? Like how integral was Coach Bobo in uh, with you signing with Georgia? Um, I think everybody on that staff was integral. Um, I know Bobo was a huge part because he was my position coach. But uh, for me, I'm actually from Gainesville, Florida. So funny enough, um, I don't know if anybody knows that. Um, I think that was a big thing toward the end of my process. Um, started like, yeah, so I'm from Gainesville. Like I lived there till I was about 13 years old. And um, my best friend, my best friend is uh, coming up with Scotty Wilbekin, who played basketball, Florida, phenomenal basketball player, still making Mm -hmm. good money and winning a lot of games overseas. Super proud of him. Oh, yeah. But uh, we were literally like we, we were inseparable as kids. Um, I would play AU basketball with him, Austin Rivers, Shane Larkin. Like our team was pretty, oh, wow. pretty good. And um, so he ended up going to Florida a year before me because he graduated a year before because in basketball, it's it's a little simpler for transition mm-hmm. in football, of course. And um, he graduated a year. He was like, hey, man, so you gonna come back home? And uh, I was like, I, I don't think I am. So it was a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he wanted me to come back so bad and it would be just like old times. And people thought it was the, the football side. I'm like, man, one of my really, really, really good friends is at a school that I'm, I always thought I was going to go to. I always thought I was like as a kid, of course, you know, uh, you're, you're a Gator. Like there's no other way around it. So um, and then Urban said, hey, I, I don't know if I'm going to be back. And um, when he told me that, I was like, all right, well, it's time to really look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I always had Georgia pretty high, and it's not like I was going to Florida, for sure. It was just like that was the God way of telling me, "Is like, hey, look, this is definitely not it. Your yeah. childhood dreams are no yeah. longer your reality." And when he speaks, you listen. So, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> of course, with Coach Rick, with his standard of excellence, with his standard of just being a great person, um, you can still text Coach Rick to this day, and uh, he'll hit you back. He might not hit you back today, but he will hit you back. Yep. And that's yep. that's outstanding, you know, to, to say that about a man, that he said that this is the person that he is, and he still is that person. You know, in, in this day where we have transfers, we have um, 
NILs. We have a lot of different things that can distract you from the main reason why you're doing it. And uh, he was always a class act. He was always a person of, of faith, you know, and uh, not perfect by any means, just like none of us on this call are. Right? right. And he always and I respect him so much for the things that he said, hey, guys, I was wrong here. Like that was the first time I had seen a grown man in a setting of that nature um, say, I'm sorry, you know, and say I was wrong. And that demands your respect even more so. And that's something that I try to implement with my players. And uh, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the whereabouts about every single thing that's going on in this world. I try to give you the best that I can. And then I try to love on you the best way that I know how, which is the way um, that God loved us. You know, and if I if I'm operating in those simple principles and those simple rules, I should be good at the end of the day. And um, that's something that I try to hold dear to. But I learned that from Coach Rick, you know, and that's something I will say that I am so thankful for for him. And then uh, Coach Bobo was great uh, for me. You know, I <clears throat> I uh, I did not know his lineage in uh, the Georgia football world. And uh, oh, yeah. he's. You know, his dad was a great coach. Still doing it. Georgia. Still doing it every, every still, Saturday. Still phenomenal. Yeah. Still phenomenal at it. Still got the coaching school, the quarterback coaching school and all that stuff. And yeah, man. he's um, still doing it. It's crazy. And uh, shoot, his son, of course, goes to Georgia, Play does an excellent job. Play, him and Kirby are teammates then. And whoever would have thought now, look at them joining forces. Yeah. You know, like it's just, like I said, just genuine personal relationships. Right. And that's two stories, mine with uh, Coach Hank and then also Kirby and Bobo. You look at their story is it's, it's just personal relationships, you know. And I think also when <clears throat> Coach uh, Smart came back, he brought back a lot of guys that had either been in support roles or had been, you know, stars there at the school. That mm -hmm. means a little bit more, right? Granted, we're all competitive, right? right? But it means a little bit more when you went there. When that G's on your chest, it's like, man, I ain't put this thing on since 99. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it just, it, it hits you a little different, right? Or yeah. you got a, a legend like Coach G, you know? Mm -hmm. He's like, man, I, I ain't wore, I ain't worn an SEC logo in a while. And it, it means something to you. Because in mm -hmm. SEC, it truly does mean more. Because it's just, we remember the calls. We remember the the legendary games that, that, that made us fans of the game, that made us want to aspire to get to that point, you know? So I think um, all those guys coming back has been instrumental to their success, but I know Coach Bobo, Coach McClendon was awesome for me. You know, uh, Coach Ball, literally saw Coach Ball at the coaching convention. <laughs> Amazing. Um, what, what, what is he at? Where is he at? What's he's he retired now. He's swinging okay. the clubs. Oh, okay. You know, Good you know, oh, hey, Troop knows he is swinging them clubs. Look, man, he's swinging them clubs. Hey, hey, I still got it, man. I still bounce. I still got it. I still bounce. Eyes. Stick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Coach Ball. Hey, so what's funny is um, I told my buddy I was coaching receivers. He's like, you're going to do, you're going to, you're going to get Coach Ball on him. You're going to say, bounce. Eyes. <laughs> it's like, you always glad that Bennett was the favorite. Man. Uh, everybody, we always like Bennett. He was but Bennett, Bennett went bounds farther than anybody thought Bennett would go. 
And uh, that was because of Coach Ball. And it wasn't anything crazy, but Ball was going to get the most out of you. Absolutely. And uh, those guys did an amazing job of uh, recruiting me, along with Coach Searles um, and the whole office of staff. I mean, can't forget, um, you know, Moby. You know, mm-hmm. Moby did a great job. Oh, Moby, Moby was – yeah, Mo- Moby was. Moby was awesome. Moby was on it. What's he doing? Moby. Have you have you? I, talk- I haven't talked to Moby in so long. Yeah, um, I know Moby's, Moby's doing something great. You know that. Yeah. Awesome something because Todd was going when you got there, wasn't he, Coach Hartley? No, he no, no, no. Hartley was there. He was there. He, there. he came he back. There. He was there because mm-hmm. he, he came back. He, yeah, he was. He was, uh, he was off. Can- he was an off the field role, and then yeah. went to Miami, right? And then yep, yep, with Rick. Yeah, he was there for a minute, just briefly, and um. Yeah, you know, I was the, I was uh, there O two to O six. Okay, I was a recruiting then, uh, assistant. Man, so he was there. Then you had Batson. Um, oh yeah, golly, because Batson's a Charlotte guy. A yeah, yeah, he's a Charlotte guy. And um, it's just, of course, all the connections. Oh yeah, Coach uh, Delay. Coach Delay is the head coach at Thomasville now. Who? Coach, coach Delay. Oh we really? Call him Coach Delay. Then we just call him Delay. <laughs> I'm about to say, who is that? And I was like, oh, Fab. I got you. Yeah, I got you. He's Coach Fab's guy. He's the head coach of Thomasville now with us. That's crazy, man. He ain't got no hair now either. I think I kind of might have helped him out with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, hey. And then, of course, keeping us all together, you know, Gant, you know, still, hold, still holding the fort down, man. Still Gant the boys, down, man. man. Okay, you see him on the sideline. He's still just rocking and rolling over there, man. man. Absolutely. Still, still Shoot, chilling, man. Been, still chilling. He was there. One, he was there. I remember, I remember walking in as a freshman, meeting Gant. And I was like, okay, well, trying to figure out what this guy does, but everything. Yeah, He's I was like, then, then I figured out he is. He's a guy that you want. To yeah, he is the guy. I figured that out quickly. He does amazing, amazing job at his work, and he'll be there till he doesn't want to be there because mm-hmm. can't nobody do what he does like the way, the way he does it, and with the excellence that he does it at. You know, and uh, the relatability, the personability, and uh, he just he does such amazing work, as all those guys do. I mean, you can't you can't say enough about those guys. Well, tell me about these row wars you guys you guys had going on here. <laughs> I tried to stay out of them things because uh, unless you had some old linemen on, or you was feeling brave that day, um, you did not want to be a part of them. The bit the, the the best ones would be against. So my role, let's say, like where I'm sitting, I'm looking directly out. So mm-hmm. then there'd be like a, a row there, and then there'd be a row over there. So it'd be like all the seventy numbers, like mm-hmm. sixty nine to seventy nine, then eighty all the way to ninety nine. So of course mm-hmm. that's big Kwame is ninety nine. So yeah. uh, Kwame <laughs> takes up two two uh, two lockers because that that Joker was huge, and then you got big D lot. You know, on the other side, and I'm like, nope. And then you had a uh, big John Jenkins, who was an honorary member of both sides. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I'm out. No, I'm out. Just, but they'll, they'll uh, y'all want to wrestle around that. and play? Y'all the got two it. Top man. Rows of the whole entire locker room was our row. So you had like me, Rennie. Um, oh, you had Rennie. Um, yeah. Marcus Washington, Daniel Ellerby, all of us were on the same row, right? And then on the next row, like was a bunch like, of linebackers yeah, and you. Yeah, it was yep. Ben, Deep, uh, Dewberry, um, like Ben Jones was on that side. Like, so oh, like our man. Was and the goal was for you to stay on your row. So 
if somebody drags you out of your robes over with, like so you, you're, you're done for. Right. Yep. So, you know, so you just sneak up on somebody and snatch them up. Is that is, is snag them up? You be holding on to the doors like, no, don't pull me out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they tried to get me one time. Marlon, mm-hmm. Marlon was like pulling me, him, whoop, uh, yep. Conley, all the boys just snagging me back. Look, you had to make sure that you had somebody on the road. Oh, oh man, man, it was funny. I held my own. Though. I held my own. I was able to hold myself until yeah, uh, that was Big Tree and Little Tree that were trying to get mm-hmm. me that time. So guess who's where they were on? Man, <laughs> <laughs> I, I held my own, man. So Israel, you were just chilling on Easy Street, weren't you? Dude, my, my my road when it kind of got a little <laughs> little iffy there for a second when Danielle and uh, like Marcus Howard and, and all those guys kind of left, but then we we regrouped and we, and we got back. So, <laughs> um, you know, but when I first got there, I mean, you had Jo, Cade Weston, yep. um, all those guys were on the same road, Jay-O. you know, along with. Um, Chris Davis, um, Sturdivant. I mean, and all those guys were on the road at, at one point too. So, I mean, the only road that we really didn't mess with was one through, I think it was like 15 or something like that. That was like the quarterbacks and all them. Yeah, one through 14. One through 14 because yeah. 15 would be Maybe all the way 31. So it's 15 to 31, I think. Yeah, so we would have to steal like Christian road. We'd go over there and like steal one of them and bring them over there. And you had to hope that your rope could fight because they had to come and get you off the road. <laughs> like, we don't want to give you up. Like they had to come and get oh, you. Oh jeez. Good times, man. Road wars was classic. <laughs> hey, don't 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 hey, you you know when you kept you try the, the key was to try to catch somebody sleeping, charging their yeah. phone or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you catch them sleeping before meetings or something like that. It was like come get them. Yeah. Yeah, you be laying there asleep. They see you know you like like the whole meme just sliding. Oh man, that was good stuff. Yeah, Trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Great stuff. And next thing you know, you off the road. It's like yeah, it's over with. Gone. That's one down. Man, good times though. But people so, never know like how much fun we had. You know, it's you know it's all you know all they see is us like winning games and stuff. And you know how it is, especially now the pressure is just. Just astronomical now with the go, those guys, especially after winning national championships. But right. you know, people try to talk about Coach Rick in that era, you know, during that time. But I mean, shoot, we were close, man. All of us are still close. I mean, we were just talking mm-hmm. about Boykin and all of us guys, um, Sanders. You know, we were all roommates um, during that time. So I mean, we all, you know, we all still get along and we all still talk um, in some mm-hmm. shape, form. Like you said, relationships. You know, I might not be able to text you, but I'll tweet you and be like, Christian, man, what's up? You know, just little things like that. So, I mean, our group, you know, as a whole, you know, like I said, it's for NIL and all this stuff that goes on now. You know, we were just a, a tight, close group, you know, that friendships, you know, that this kind of lasted throughout, you know, this time that we're in these days. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I man, that's that seems to be the seems to be the theme of this uh, this whole thing, man. It's uh, relationships and 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 seeing where they go and seeing where they take you, man. It's a uh, it is it's truly a great thing, but you know, Christian, when you walked into the locker room for the first time, I know you guys were were, were passing by like uh, mm-hmm. ships in the night, you know, bowl practice, things like that. What you walk out to your first practice, like what what is what is that like for you? Like it, how and I don't want to say intimidating because that's probably not the right word, but like just how mm-hmm. it, like different and you know describe that first practice. Yeah, uh, 
Um, so I was actually my lock my locker was right next to Ben Jones. Um, when I first got there, before I got my uh, my number um, sixteen, which was uh, Durham. Durham had had it then, mm. and um, he's like, "Hey man, just just hold it down over here for a couple more days, and I'll be gone, and all that type of stuff." So Chris was great um, during that time, but just hearing that conversation, it's like, wow, this is really how this goes. This is really the business that I'm a mm-hmm. part of and walking out onto the field, you know, you see uh, the guys that you've been watching on television forever. And you're like, I'm actually here. Like, this is like insane to think about. And um, regardless of how bad the season was that year, um, you know, for you guys, uh, troop on your way out. But it was, for me, it was like, I can't believe I'm a part of this. Like, I, I, you know, you work hard for that moment to hold that football in your hand. And I think the biggest thing is you got to get used to that football because that Nike football was no joke. Um, <laughs> that thing, that thing, you might get one perfect. You might get one that got a couple lumps in it. And I was, <laughs> so people don't understand that was a task in itself, you know, coming from, GSTs or whatever you came from, that's a big deal um, in, in football. And that's why people don't notice this now, but they went with the Wilson type of model for the Nike football because a lot of schools were petitioning that they were about to uh, no longer play with those footballs because they were just, they were really bad. And uh, so getting used to that, I'm like, man, am I, can I throw the football still? It's like, nah. And I'll never forget. <laughs> Um, I forgot it was like Aaron and some of those guys are like, nah, you, you still got it. These footballs just suck. So I was like, all right, cool. And um, just having that discussion and just well, learning. That was, still, man. Anybody else who got yelled at the most, aside from me, just because, I mean, it's me. It's Christian <laughs> doing this the time. <laughs> man. Dude, what? I mean... <laughs> you can't right now, man. It's, it's a little different, you know. Man, listen, it was uh it was different, and then you come. I'm coming in a bowl practice, you know, just trying to help in any way I can. Staying in the Georgia, the Classic Center, staying over there, just walking over every day. Just like, man, it's my first time being on my own and all that type of stuff. And literally, just a couple weeks earlier, I'm over there working out and you know just getting ready for this moment. And now you're there and you're thrown into it, and you got all these guys, first rounders that are, you know, your scout team guy and first rounder, first rounder, first rounder, first rounder, or just guys that played long careers in the NFL, you know? And I, I, I tell this to guys all the time, like my freshman year with my class, I just go down the list of guys that were on the 2D, you know, and we would go twos versus ones, ones versus twos. And you're like, Dang, I played against at least 30 guys in the league that played at least three to four years. And it's just, and now the talent is even better. You know, like it's just crazy to think about. So walking down that, uh, first off, there was construction. There was no locker room and all that stuff, that yeah. top field that we didn't have. So yeah. that they wasn't there. So I came from Elite 11. Trailers, man. Yep. They'll never understand yep. the world. <laughs> so I'm passing the trailers. And, uh, of course, I see Coach Ball out there with the receivers. I'm like, man, that's AJ, True, like, dudes, like, that I've been watching, you know, TK, Marlon, Woody Woo, just 
guys that I've been watching, like, man, I wonder what it'd be like to throw to that guy. And now it's here, you know, and then I'll never forget it. We're in um two minute drill. <laughs> uh, True might laugh at this one. I think it was a demon. So uh, we go R144 demon going in uh, toward the, uh, toward the track. And uh, AJ is running a post top side jumps up between the goalposts. His hand is like his elbow is above the goalpost catches the ball in stride, gets both feet down, not one, both, and then just keeps running up the hill. And then we're like, well, game. <laughs> and then we all just run off. Because <laughs> right. it was like one of those last bowl practices. So and uh, we it was like, yep, that was it. That was it. And um, I, I just remember meeting Artie Lynch. And Artie Lynch was redshirting that year. And uh, he had the whole UCF uh logo on his helmet and all that type of stuff and he's like man it's my last day in this and just those the little things that you remember i remember but when we would get butt hut with kool-aid or uh <laughs> miss our peaches yeah peaches man that thing was so good just the little stuff like people are like you remember that stuff i'm like i do you know and um but that was my greatest memories from that and it's the, the just the guys that um i was crossing paths with on their way out and uh, kind of just learning my way from them uh, a little bit and uh, just trying to take what I could and do what I could with what I with the opportunity that I had. And uh, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. I, I'm thankful for it for sure. I bet, man. I bet that sounds uh, that's intense <laughs> for, for yeah. one coming out to the practices like that, man. Troop, what you got, man? Man, I mean, it's just. I would tell you all my memories, but you know they're, they're probably not not good for this show. You know, take a point if you want to take this listening. Um, but uh, having somebody who played, you know, for Coach Bobo, you know, and how to, how intense he could be, you know, at quarterback position, um, mm -hmm. how demanding he could be at the quarterback position. Like we we've, we've all discussed it, you know, going into it, we think that Carson Beck is the guy, you know, until he proves he's not the guy, and you know as well as I do about Bobo and. And, you know, being in the doghouse, you know, once you're in the doghouse, it's hard to get out, you know, especially with Coach Bobo. So, you know, if he stays out of trouble, you know, commits to the process of what's going on, I think he'll be the guy. But, you know, looking into it, you know, who do you think, you know, moving forward is the guy? You know, having played for Coach Bobo, kind of know what he's like in mm -hmm. the, the meeting room, the demand that he he um, has at, from the quarterback position. Like, what do you think or who do you think is going to be the guy, you know, going through spring and kind of moving forward, you know, before that first game in September? I truly think what you just said, honestly, I mean, he, he hasn't done anything to lose it. And plus he just looks like a leader that truly has the team's respect. Truly the guys are like, all right, this is our guy until like you said, something else happens. If he goes out there and gets a DUI or something that that'll hurt you. You know, if he goes out there and doesn't do right at Rankin Smith, you know, then that'll hurt him. Right. So just little things. Right. Or does something at the dorms or whatever. Right. And and I'm praying that this is not the case for him. And I or emerges and, from an alley. Yeah. Right. So I don't like I, said, I don't see that being him. I, I truly don't. And um, but but you see some crazy stories. Um, hey, PD, I don't man. See that. They still hate us to this day. 
What? You just say that as police, man. And CCPD yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the beef between the two? Yeah, man. You you know. Oh, it's, 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 it's crazy. See, it's not just me and the couple of us, man. See, Christian knows too, man. They they don't like nah. us for some reason. Nah, and, and I was I was low key. I didn't even do nothing. Yeah. Like uh he knew. but he knew. Yeah. Like we all they because they come in and tell us. And uh Gant would always once a year, he'd make sure that we know. And um he's like, Hey, look. And, and honestly, it was funny. Because you would see certain certain officers, they they roll the window down, say what's up to you, yeah. and the other ones they give you that. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, now pull off fast if you want to. <laughs> These lights got to go off, but we knew that if you were smart and paid attention, and uh, thankfully I was smart enough to pay attention to what they said. And uh, even though I wasn't a adventurous guy uh, to to try to push the limits, I knew it's like all right, even the smallest thing could could cause something to get you in the newspaper. Well, those and, bike, uh, those bike police, uh, they would, uh, they would camp out right there, man, right by Flanagan's. I saw one dude. <laughs> I mean, it's a random dude. I have no, no clue who it was or, yeah. you know, I, I don't think it was you know, obviously this guy obviously was not an athlete, but, um, he walks out, he has a, he has a Bud Light bottle in his hand. And then like Erlacher, this freaking cop just comes out of nowhere and just tackles him oh into the God. trash pile, arrests him. Not the like, trash pile. Yeah, you, I mean, he he got uh, it was bad, dude. What? I was like, oh, that sucks. sucks yeah, it's, it's uh, or remember that that uh the backside of Sanford where the yeah uh, the locker room is that uh-huh. that hill right there. Oh God, you better yeah. slow down. Oh, yeah, going they're, they're, ECV and all that. And then right there by Riverbend, too. You, you come down the hill and then mm-hmm. you go right there you're by like Riverbend little curve. And blind, blind curve, pig. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they got so many DUIs. Yes. I'm sure. Just right yes. there. I think that's where they got Crowell. Yeah. No, I thought they got him no. at, at Millage. Yeah, they got him over by like the Ramsey Center, right? Coming coming away from like Ramsey and like East Campus. Yeah. Why would he? I think he was just driving through, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he lived over there. Yeah. They got him right there. I thought that everybody, the story was he got caught right under the bridge. So that was the story. And I was like, what? I thought that was somebody else. Okay. Maybe he was so close. There's been a lot of stories over that bridge. That bridge ain't been too good for a couple of us. No, no, that bridge is hey, because they perch right up under the bridge on the other side, yes, and then they get you because it'd be like a bike cop or um, or they get you in that little parking lot or they'd be posted up in like where um, the visitor comes in, the visitor Mm -hmm. buses come in, so they'd be just backed up right in there. They get you on your scooter doing uh, during the day, there get a couple motorcycle guys over there, just. They'll get you because you can't you can't slow down. No, you cannot slow down, or else it's over with for you. I got a, well, I got a ticket it. right there. I, I got <laughs> I got a speeding ticket right there, man. I am thankful I never did. Never. Yeah. I got a lead. I got a lead foot. What am I, what am I saying? So, <laughs> so talk to us, uh, Christian. I know you. I know you transferred to uh, Jacksonville mm-hmm. State. What was that? What was that process like for you? Yeah. Um. I mean, the process was great. I um, like I truly. So what's funny is 
I actually had this on and I was like, well, I can wear it now since I was on the Georgia <laughs> podcast. I need, I know I need to wear yeah. something else, but it's uh, uh, getting a little hot in here. Let me go. It is. It was. Oh. <laughs> Let me go ahead and break out this game. <laughs> hey. I was like, man, it's a little hot here, but uh, nah, it was a great experience. What's funny is Bobo actually coached there for like a semester. Um, and he actually had a great relationship with uh, coach Jimmy Ogle, who did a excellent job in getting me there. And uh, I'm trying to think who else did. Uh, well, Sean was there. And then I think uh, Shaq Fluker also was there with me. So uh, briefly. And then he did an excellent job of getting me there. But once again, relationships. So they had relationships, knew that I needed to get uh, a fresh start, knew that that's what I was desiring. Went there. Um and had a and learned and came back in love with the game of football, you know, because at that level, you can get the life sucked out of you so fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially when things aren't going your way, you don't get the breaks, you don't get this, you don't get that. And uh, it's hard to ever get back on track uh, sometimes. So for me, I was just so thankful, first off, for the experience that I had at Georgia. Right. That was an amazing experience that I can't trade, um, didn't would not want to. You know, there might be some certain things I might say, I wish I would have did this sooner. I wish I would have did that, but I can't. And I'm thankful that it worked out that way because the relationships that I created are on top tier. I wouldn't trade them. And uh, then same thing at Jacksonville State. I would not trade that time for anything. Like some of my best friends, um, you know, I've like some of my best friends are from both schools, you know, and and we're still close to this day. Like I literally just saw – I was coming from a coach's convention down in Birmingham and saw my um, a couple of my roommates and teammates. Um, we just met up and um, funny enough, we got served by a player that I coached. Like that's how funny and small this world is. You know, it's like how in the world do we have a guy coached and my two offensive linemen all at the same table? And <laughs> it's, it doesn't work out like that. Right. But that's right. what happens when you just treat people right. Do do the right thing. And um, treat everybody the way that you would like to be treated, uh, which is a golden rule, right? So when I went to Jacksonville State, um, won two two conference championships and uh, had an opportunity to play against Carson Wentz in the national championship game, uh, which was freezing, which nobody believes me, but it was snowing in Dallas, Frisco area of Texas. Mm -hmm. So you go from hot Alabama to snowing uh, Texas. Israel, are you jealous? <laughs> I, I, te- I tease him all the time about snow because it snows up here pretty frequently too. Oh my gosh. So yeah. I, I learned about snow at West Texas. That's a totally different story. But um, but yes, yeah, so, so to have two conference championships, be a part of it, get back on the field, um, and then give myself an opportunity to play moving forward was was outstanding and and get two degrees in the process. Right. And um, I I learned some things that I never would have learned at Georgia. Like I had a job while I was playing like that would never happen at division one, uh, school, you know, (laughs) so what's funny is I worked as a camp counselor in the summer, which I loved. And then I worked as, um, an academic advisor and a a desk clerk, um, by day. So that's what I would do. You can do that now. If you did that back in the day, boy, yeah, I'm going to be on the bench for a couple of games. <laughs> Especially in Georgia. Four, as a matter of fact, four. Oh, I know it. I know it. 
So as long as you said you were getting paid what everybody else was getting paid, which I was, you're good. And um, but you're getting that experience of real life work. Right. Because as coaches, we work and we go to coach. Right. So that Mm -hmm. basically is where I get that work ethic. So all right, do whatever I got to do then go coach, then come back, do whatever work I got to do and then keep it moving and do whatever I have to do to move forward um, for success. So I think that experience was great. And uh, just meeting, meeting more great people. You know, I stopped by there and I stopped by Georgia in the same day, you know, like that's the, the way that um, that's how great it was for me, mm-hmm. you know, not saying it was perfect at all as far as on field, but off the field, it, it created it turned me into the man that I am today, which is a person that knows how to respond to adversity and knows how to honestly how everybody feels. Right. Because I've been on the field and I have felt like I needed to be on the field all at the same time. And I can tell a kid, hey, man, I understand exactly how you feel. Exactly. And I'm not exaggerating. Right. A lot of people say, oh, man, I get how you feel. No, you don't. You've never been in this position, you know. <laughs> But I truly understand it. And uh, I understand how it feels to to watch other people being cheered for. And you feel it should be you, but also to have that be you, to be a part of successful teams, mm-hmm. to be a valuable member of that team. Because just because you're not in the limelight does not mean you're not in the light. You know, and just because a lot of us are so like, oh, well, I'm not the focal guy. I'm not this. I'm not. You are still important. Because none of this would happen, right? Like we we talk about this all the time as as coaches, but we truly mean it. Yeah. We would not be here without the scout team guys. We wouldn't be here without the special teams guy, right? Preach. Like we always talked about it. Like Costa, Costa Vavilis, he was awesome. He would go run down. He would get beat up. He would give the defense a break because he would always get beat up on uh, special teams, and he lay there for a little bit. And uh, that was just his role. Like he was going to sacrifice his body to put us in the best position possible on special teams and didn't hardly ever play the down on um, on defensive defensive plays. But that dude right there was a integral part of us getting to back to back to back SC championship games without that guy on special teams. Like he had multiple blocks like like. It, it, it's just multiple guys. Like he, that's just one guy I can name that comes to the top of my head. But Chad Glore, Blake yes. Sailors, those, those yep. type guys. Yeah. Yep. Because that's all they did. Special teams. You yeah. know. And then you have other guys that all they did was like shoot. Let's look at B Hart. Right. B Hart yeah. was a daggum uh, scout team guy. The start of that week, end of the week, dude's running for 120 yards. Yeah. Like that just goes to show everybody's important. Everybody's valuable. And those camp reps you get are valuable. They're important. Right. And he never looked back and he kept getting reps, you know, Absolutely. and just saw B heart at, at a coach's convention as well. You know, so it's just, I tell, it's, I tell my players all the time, you know, you know, this from a, from coaching receivers yeah. too. I said, you know how hard it is to go into a game and know that you're about to run a decor route so they can throw the ball to AJ green. <laughs> said, so you're mad because you didn't catch the ball. I know right. that this guy is going to the NFL, but I also know that everybody's going to know my name because I'm on the field. Right. You know, my touchdown against Auburn, that play was designed for AJ. He just yep. happened to get hurt to play before. Next man up, and that's me. I right. mean, you know, Bubbo had no clue that I was even in the game. <laughs> had no clue. 
<laughs> that sounds about right. You know, this is 28 guy. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he tell and I tell people that story. There's no shame in my game. I'm like, look, he, he had no clue that AJ was even hurt. He just knew he wanted to call the play and it just happened to come to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, for me, I mean, I, I didn't care. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, I'm still going to get as much shine as this guy is just because I'm on the field. People know who I am. You know, and that's the thing, you know, today, you know, in today's game, and you alluded to it earlier, you know, everybody wants credit. You know, everybody wants to be seen because mama and grandma and them tell you that you're you're just so good and you're not. You're, you're not that guy. You know what I mean? So best thing to do is just, you know, do what you're supposed to do. You know, be a great teammate. Yeah. You know, how many guys on our team, our squad during that time, you just named just a couple of them. You know, we're yeah. just great teammates. Yeah, yeah. Man, there, there were so too many to too many to count. I mean, and guys truly just loved being around each other. Yeah, and I think that's why there was such uh, sustained success because yeah. there was just a culture of love, respect. You know, and we get after it, but just guys truly loved being around each other and still do. You know, that's why anytime anybody has anything going on. It's like, hey, man, how can we help you? And I'm talking about guys in the car driving five, six hours or more. Right. And we're there, you know, and it's guys that whether we play together, we didn't play together. But it's just that brotherhood of if you play for Rick, you got a totally it's a totally different brotherhood, you know, and and we just truly loved each other. And um, then I went to JSU, that type of atmosphere, you know, once again. And it, it was it was refreshing to see that. And see people's families in the building all the time. You know, you don't have all the fancy uh, glitz and glamours of Georgia, right? If you don't have an indoor facility and you have like uh, literally from here to here is like the offices, mm-hmm. right? Where we would meet and the coaches, that's his personal office. So you meet in that office. That's his office. When you leave, he gets his his solitude back, yeah. you know? So <laughs> as opposed to like, oh, this is just my meeting room. No, that's your meeting room. That's your this. That's your, if you need extra study hall, study hall time, that's that as well. And um, and then the kids, they're in there all the time. So don't let him have to babysit a kid, you know. And uh, it, I mean, I remember watching babysitting certain certain one of my coach's kids because I'm up there watching film and I'm like, hey, man, just come on and you can play with me or whatever. And I know that would help their dad, you know. And plus, I mean, I love kids. So that's why I worked at the uh at the daycare center. And then mm-hmm. what's funny is going back and seeing those kids. Now they're full blown adults. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like I used to watch you as a kid. But those are the things that we, 39 I, guys. I, I can't. <laughs> Not the old, old guy. <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't, I can't not, be thankful enough for those experiences, you know, because I had certain experiences, Georgia, excellent. Certain experiences, Jacksonville State, man, just, I can't trade either of them. It was, it was an amazing experience. Quality people um, that, that helped me even to this day of, uh, of coaching as mm-hmm. even in just, just regular life. You know, I just text my, uh, my coach at Jacksonville State uh, today, happy birthday. You know, like it's his birthday today and just, you know, I know that we have he's kind of like like Rick with that relationship and just hit him up and we'll, we'll talk and it'll it'll pick up like old times. And 
Um, it, it's just amazing how this game just continues to revolve um, in revolutions. But if you do it wrong, it'll revolve in revolutions. If you mm-hmm. do it right, it'll revolve in revolutions. Either way, it's going to revolve and uh, go around and people are going to hear about you. But what do you want them to hear? So I'm thankful uh, that that is good thing so far. And I look forward to continuing to keep keeping that 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 be uh, that be my story. You know, that's what I'm in it for. Well, before we let you go, this, and this is a question for both of you guys. Like, well, when was that? What was that moment that you knew, okay, coaching is for me, whether it be on the high school level, college level, even the NFL level for you, Christian, like uh, either one of you can start, but like, what, what was that moment like for you? When did, when did the light bulb pop in your head? Hey, I've got, I've got a coach. This is, this is it for me. It's funny because when it, when it hit me, you know, I, I, I did not want to coach. There was nothing I wanted to do in life, you know, but I knew I didn't want to be a coach. I knew that. You know, from dealing with myself and looking at, you know, what all the coaches had to do with me. And then the light bulb went off. I think it was like 2015, uh, like my third year coaching. And, you know, I had a kid who was just like me. I'm out. Good kid. It just was a turd every once in a while. And I was like, you know what? I bet this is what it was like dealing with me. You know, just would do little things, be a really good kid, just do little things, just get on your nerves, you know, having to correct them and stuff. And I was like, you know what? This is when I know it. It's, it's, this is what I, this is what I was meant to do, you know? Cause I mean, it's, it's just all about, you know, you know, repaying the debt, you know, I just call it repaying, repaying the debt. You know, you had coaches who looked out for you, um, help, helping you get there. And then like, once it clicks, it clicks, you know? And then just dealing with that kid, I was like, yeah, this is it for me. Like, this is what, this is what I'm here to do. Uh, I think kind of the same story, um, a little, little different. Uh, for me, I, I never wanted to coach. Um, I, I always was like, man, I'm going to have a nice job or be on TV or do this, that, and the third. And, uh, of course, my, my major was sports broadcast journalism. Um, so I was at Terry uh, when I was at Georgia or was going to be. And then I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So I just changed to MassCom. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, Grady. Great yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought I was going to be Terry, Grady, one of those two, because um, I also was a digital broadcast journalism. So I was like, yeah, I'm being one of those two buildings. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we'll figure it out. And um, then after I was done playing, uh, got a job and was working that job, doing good at it. And then somebody dragged me into training, like quarterback training. They're like, man, could you please? Could you please? And I'm like, literally for weeks would just ask me. And I'm like, man, if this will stop you from asking, fine, I will do it. (laughs) And then I did that and I loved it because I was able to work with quarterbacks and teach them what I had learned, you know, from my quarterback trainer, Coach Calhoun. And uh, he did an amazing job and his has trained so many great quarterbacks throughout the day. And I was just able to give back what one was needed because if it's not needed, you shouldn't be there. Right. But it was needed. And I was asked, I'll, I'll only go where I'm asked. You know, um, if you're not needed, if it's not asked for, then it's not going to be appreciated. So, um, it, I mean, shoot, even Jesus didn't get honor in his own hometown. You know, that's why he did all his greatest works in outside countries because they didn't appreciate it. Like 
think about that not appreciating Jesus. Right. But, um, when, when that happened, I was okay, cool. And then I was like, I'm never going to coach though, like full time. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my coach at Jacksonville state, uh, coach Gross, he would always hit me up. Hey, so, uh, I got a spot for you. And <laughs> he would always the same thing. Hey, I got a spot for you. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm doing this, this, and this. And I was doing radio, uh, for Jacksonville state, uh, for home games and, um, working my way into television and things like that. And, um, then everything folded with my company. Um, cause I was working with Under Armour doing team sales, doing decent job there living in Athens, of course, which is amazing. Cause mm-hmm. you know, you're living a good life. And I was close to my family, was able to watch my little brothers play, which I always wanted to do. And, uh, I just kept getting that tug, um, to, he's like, Hey, you ain't doing nothing else. give it a semester he said and he hit me up the third time he hit me up and uh, it was three years later of course from when I left because he wanted me to come right into it um, after I was done playing and uh, this three years after I was done playing professionally as well and uh, he said are you are you he's like hey I got another spot for you if if you want it and uh you know my boy he he got me he got me and uh, I thought it was only gonna be a semester finish up, you know, I was like, man, I already got a master's degree. I don't need a master's, master's degree. So I was, I was there, finished up a semester and uh, I was like, man, let me try to get this job. And, uh, just, just to see what happens. Applied, got it. And, uh, been rolling ever since. But, uh, like I said, without him, I would, I wouldn't be in this profession because one, I saw two men that did it in a way that I would say, if I ever do it, I got to do it like them. And then also I had a uh, great relationship with Dabo Sweeney. And uh, I'm like, if I ever do it, I want to do it like these men. You know, I want to be able to have a faith base, you know, be able to speak on it. And my players know that that's where I stand. I'm not going to judge you if you don't believe. Right. And I think Troop knows. It's like, hey, look, it's always open. It's always optional. Um, oh, T-Set loves you regardless, right? And uh, he's going he's gonna to hug you regardless, you know? And uh, Chappie, as well as Coach Rick or anybody else. And he had, you know, we had some guys on, on the staff. We're like, whew, you are far from the Lord. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they all, they all knew it's like, this is where I stand. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I know that um, learning from those guys created – um, a passion in me to want to do it in a way that I'm like, you know what, this is a way that, that I could get in this profession. This is a way that I can change lives. This is a way that I can um, do what I'm called to do. You know, uh, football is a calling for sure, because to deal with um, a high school kid that doesn't know how to put his pads in his pants to dealing with a college kid that isn't learning their way that feels entitled to this, this, and this, and then their parent is their first time away from home or dealing with an NFL guy that it's his first time ever having that kind of money. You're making $500,000. That's about at least 480 to 475 more than the average American, right? Mm-hmm. So then that's what typically, and I say that that number because most of them, their, their parents are, make a minimum wage, right? 25 to 20, you know, and there are people that are living that way. So they're the first out 
and mm-hmm. to learn like, hey, man, you don't have to eat out every night. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, we have food here that you can take home to save money. Hey, you don't have to buy this jewelry. You don't have to buy this car. This is a good investment. This is a bad investment. So seeing that in, in firsthand, right, at, at all levels, every level is a lot of the same, but a lot of different, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I think that, you know, God put, put me in this position for a reason. And um, to, t- to take dominion over the, the sporting arena, um, because there's a lot of bad in it. We love it, but there's a lot of bad in it. And there's a lot that does not come to the light. And um, when it does, we're just sh- shocked and surprised. And then some people are like, oh, yeah, I knew that. I saw that coming. And I think both of us, all three of us on this call, we're like, we've seen plenty of things. People are like, I can't believe it. He really did that. I'm like, yeah, he really did do that. Compared to, you know, compared to. Like, we were just like, waiting to see how long it was going to happen. We, exactly. We, we, exactly. He made it this far. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. Right, right. It's like, man, he's breaking yeah. a record, you know, and I people I laugh and people are like, you're not shocked at that? Like. You, you, I'm like, that's what it is. You Coaching know, so. where I coach, nothing shocks me. So yeah, and it's just, um, I just know that that I was here to for a reason, for a purpose, for a time, and uh, the time is now. And uh, I'm thankful that I'm that I'm able to have the call, and uh, I'm going to answer it as long as I'm able, and uh, try to try to bless as many people as possible, give them the uh, the hope to move forward, to change their life first, but also to change their family's lives. Because I don't think a lot of these fam- these guys know that what they're doing is changing the lives of adults, like mm-hmm. drastically, like oh, yeah. mom's life changing, dad's yeah. life changing, uncles, siblings, um, you know, community members, they're changing their lives. And uh, if we don't utilize our impact to change lives then when we miss the mark so oh, yeah. just, just trying to to make sure that um this industry that i never thought i'd be in that i impacted to the greatest um upteenth degree that i possibly can uh, for as long as as god wants me here um for his will his glory and his purpose and uh, that's that's how long i'll be here well, dude, that's a perfect ending, man. We'll 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 end right there, man. It's uh, Christian. It's great to have you. Um, well, what are you up to these days? Right now, I'm about to make a decision uh, where I'm a coach next year. Um, but till then, just training quarterbacks. Um, that's pretty much it. Just trying to give back and uh, enjoying some time with my family now uh, before I, I head out and uh, go on my next assignment. You know, you you go where you're. You go where you're needed, mm-hmm. uh, you plant the seed, and then you water it and, uh, and watch it bloom. And see how it grows. Yeah, man. That's it. That's it. going to be a place down in South Georgia before you one day if you ever decide. Man, you know, look. I'll you ain't tell me twice. Look, I'll even make a sweet for you, man. You can just be in the weight room all day and, you know, you won't have to do too much. Uh, I, I can make a sweet for you now. Just, right. just be ready for that phone call. I'm going to be ready. Hopefully, it's for me coming down to recruit. <laughs> Centennial, hey, Centennial High School is looking for a head coach here in yeah, Nashville, Christian. If you, if you want, uh, if you want a, a, a certain former high school fullback tagging along with you to help you call plays. 
we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get it. You're used to the snow now, so it's all good. Oh man, I'm so used to the snow, and it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want no part of it. Well, Christian, man, it was great to have you. Um, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, we'd love to. We'd love to have you back. Chop it up uh, sometime during the summer, even during the season, if you get time. I know yes. wherever you're coaching, you'll you'll be busy. But we'd we'd love to have you back, um, and we love to you know we'd love to expand the, the the reach of this whole thing, and you know talk to your teammates about it. let's 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 get some of your teammates on as well. And uh, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice ride, and I'm I'm glad we have this platform. I'm, I'm glad I was able to bring Israel on three years ago. Met him uh, same way I met you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to just keep this thing growing and, and give us a platform, not only talk Georgia, Georgia athletics, but just a, just a fellowship between two high school coaches. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been great. And, and some of the guests we've had along the way have been, been, been awesome. You're yeah. yourself included. And, and you, you have an incredible story and, and, and I'm glad you got to share that with us. And I appreciate it. Uh, there's probably, shoot, we need way more time to get into, a lot of other things, but yeah, we, we can, that'll, yeah. that'll be for the next. That'll be yeah, for the part next. two. Yeah, we're 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 set. We're we're doing this right now. We're gonna say part two is happening. We'll do it. We'll do it. And uh, next, even time, if I have I'll... to drag you out row war style. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Hey, hey, next time I have a um, I have a school and all that stuff at the bottom, or yeah, no, or an NFL franchise, one of the two. So. Hopefully an NFL franchise. That'd be we'll, that'd be we'll, cool. That'd be we'll sweet see. to we'll to, ha- to say, uh, hey, I know somebody that coaches in the NFL. Well, shoot, speaking he, of he, speaking he, of, Thomas Brown yeah. is with the Panthers now. Yeah, he's the OC. Oh, with the Panthers. And what's right. funny is TB. Yeah. Let me tell you how funny this is. TB or uh, Coach Brown or Thomas Brown, depending on who how you know him. I know him <laughs> as Coach Brown, right? And um, so he was my my assistant strength coach. He was in charge of my rack. Him. Rex and um, golly, of course, Coach T. Yeah, but there's one other I cannot remember. There but was Brad. Um, Brad was there too. Brad, Brad was, was there. Coach at Loganville. Who left and went to the the to Philly? That's uh, um, Keith Gray. Keith, yes. So yeah. Keith. So Keith. I knew Keith. Yeah. Yep. So, but Coach Brown was there when I was there, and he left my first semester in 2011. Mm-hmm. To go to Chattanooga, mm-hmm. so 2011 to now, he has gone from Chattanooga running back. No, he went from strength coach, assistant strength coach at Georgia, running backs coach, and now he went to assistant head coach last year, and now he's offensive coordinator. It's just like it's he did a stint with he, he is a dog, but he, he is, is a dog through and through, and he was oh, a daggum yeah. good one. Oh hell yeah, a daggum. Oh, he good was one. he was he was so fun to watch, man. Him and uh, No Sean together. Mm, that was deadly. Dangerous. Yeah. I was just leaving when when they were when those Good two time. were, were a duo. Time. Man, had that mug rocking, rocking. Oh, you bet. It, it made it real oh, easy to, to bring out a black uniform. Goodness, it made it real easy to recruit Woo. to talk to those yeah. recruits during that time, especially <laughs> in that that game. You want to talk about some buzz going on in that little recruiting box that they mm-hmm. sent you guys in? Yeah, with the Skittles, little Skittle yeah. packs and yeah. all that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Good times, man. Yeah, oh, man, it's gosh. great. But part two coming soon. 
to uh, to a podcast waves near you. Christian LeMay, thank you as always. Uh, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. Have a great rest of your week. Until next time, go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.